All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carefell on the J&K Podcast. Before we get to anything else, Carl, I know this is a uh, going to be a, a technology talk episode, but we can't go without playing this little clip because it's, it's, it's something that's kind of personal to us here. So here we go. Wait. What? How dare you? I'm going to play you, it, and then we'll explain it. You, uh, you didn't even allow me to say, what's up, guys? Oh, okay. Oh. Well, uh, uh, is this you, just turned you, into the Joe podcast? You had your opportunity there, and you missed it. I had no opportunity Gosh. because you rambled. I guess I did. But yes, this clip, let's play it. Representing Germany, Jazzy Gabbers. Yes, look at that. Jazzy is so strong, so powerful, so tough. I got to talk to her, and I'm not trying to blow her cover, but she is such a sweetheart with an amazing story. Mentally tougher than she is physically tough. Representing and there we go. So our friend at Jazzy Gabbert, former uh, two-time, I believe it was two-time uh, guest of Termuggle Talk. Yep. Making it to the big time. Yeah, so if, if you really didn't understand from that clip there, that was uh, professional wrestler Lita, mm-hmm. who was actually talking about uh, Jazz, our friend Jazzy. Um, right now, the WWE is doing this thing called the Mae Young Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, simply 32 female superstars from all over the world, excluding Canada. Damn it. Uh, I don't know why Canada was excluded, but Canada wasn't included in there. But uh, yeah, uh, finally, our friend Jazzy is able to showcase herself in North America again, Mm -hmm. but this time with the WWE. Good for you, Jazzy. And uh, word has it that uh, she made quite the uh, impact there. We won't give too much away because uh, this is something that's being pre-recorded and then going to be aired at a later date. Word has it that she uh, really, really impressed there so once we get to actually see that and and get to fully uh, talk about it and hopefully maybe we can get it to straight from her mouth and, and see exactly what happened there because like I said word is she did really really well so so exciting stuff there before we get to some technology talk we'll get to her her usual kind of funny sound clip uh most of you will probably be familiar with this one i still get a kick out of this bit we'll play it and then we'll get into some technology talk I'm y'all substitute teacher, Mr. Garvey. I taught school for 20 years in the inner city, so don't even think about messing with me. Y'all feel me? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take a roll here. Jay Quellen. Where's Jay Quellen at? No Jay Quellen here? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, do you mean Jacqueline? Okay, so that's how it's gonna be. Y'all wanna play. Okay then, I've got my eye on you, Jay Quellen. Balake, where is Balake at? No Balake here today. Yes, sir. My name's Blake. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Blake. What? Do you want to go to war, Balaki? No. Because we could go to war. No. I'm for real. I'm for real. So you better check yourself. D-nice. Is there a D-nice? If one of y'all says some silly-ass name, this whole class is going to feel my wrath. 
Now, D-nice. Do you mean Denise? Son of a bitch! You say your name right, right now. Denise? Say it right. Denise. Correctly. Denise. Right. Denise. Right. D-nice. That's better. <laughs> Thank you. Now, A.A. Ron, where are you? Where is A.A. Ron right now? No A.A. Ron, huh? Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, A.A. Ron. Here. Oh, man. Why didn't you answer me the first time I said it, huh? Huh? I'm just, you know, I'm just asking you. I said it like four times, so why didn't you say it the first time I said A.A. Ron? Because it's pronounced Aaron. Son of a You done messed up, A.A. Ron! Now take your ass on down to Oshag Hennessy's office right now and tell him exactly what you did. Who? Oshag Hennessy! Principal O'Shaughnessy? Get out of my goddamn classroom before I break my foot off in your ass! Insubordinate! <laughs> So just like classic uh, bit on the internet. If you haven't listened to that before, uh, I think you'll find yourself kind of going back and uh, looping that back and listening to it quite a few times. But I still get a kick out of, uh, I'm sure maybe for uh, internet regulars or maybe getting a little uh, tired of hearing that one, but I still get a kick out of that bit. I don't care what anybody says. So uh, get into some technology talk here. I think uh, the first kind of main one to kind of talk about is uh, it is getting uh, close to uh, fall. Yep, we're uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna see Apple and Google's new phones coming out very soon, and uh, really getting the first kind of real glimpse. But I think is a legitimate uh, representation of what this is gonna actually look like. And because uh, we're seeing some Apple uh, iPhone stuff too, and they're kind of conflicting. Most of the ones I see for the this the new Google Pixel phone looks exactly like this in it. Is uh, of course the next Pixel phone, whether it's gonna be the Pixel Two or whether they go with that kind of n- naming. Uh, Remains to be seen, but uh, it's uh, this time around not being made by <clears throat> HTC. Uh, this time being made by our good friends at LG. Yeah. Making the, the new Pixel phone. And it uh, looks very, very similar to uh, kind of a mix between uh, the HTC design and the most recent LG 6. So interesting that uh, LG making two uh, phones this year. So, And uh, going with the uh, the edge-to-edge glass design again with this company uh keeping the uh fingerprint sensor everything kind of in the same spot yep uh, keeping that glass uh thing at the top but making it a little bit skinnier if you've seen pictures of the original pixel phone it was a little bit larger there that of course allows for the nfc antenna and all that good stuff and uh so a little bit smaller up there big it looks like a big of a bigger camera lens there but uh looking uh, pretty sharp the phone from the first pictures I've seen. It definitely is, and I mean, taking a look at the pictures that are there, looking at the uh, the forehead and the chin of the phone, uh, there's still a nice amount of playroom yeah. in there. Um, Google with the Pixel phone when it came out, I mean, it was it was a powerhouse phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that they're going to continue with that stride. LG has made some really great powerhouse phones as well over the last few years. Mind you, the LG G5 had some different issues to it, um, but the G4, the G6, um, I mean, and there's issues with every phone, so don't get me wrong. When I was in the cell phone industry, I um, had a lot more issues with the LG G5, and it was more just power button issues. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, they've come out with some amazing phones over the last uh, several years so for them to partner up with google now to be able to make the next pixel 
is phenomenal, and I think we're only going to see a bigger and a mm-hmm. better phone from the original. And not the first time that uh, Google has worked with um, LG to make their kind of their flagship phone. When it was, this whole line was previously known as the the Nexus uh, devices. Yep. Uh, they made the um, I believe it was the Nexus Five. I believe was uh, the one that uh, LG made. And then uh, Huawei, I think, made the uh, the one after that, and then changed over to the Pixel thing. Now, with you talking about the G5, might as well talk a little bit about it because it's actually been my phone for the last better part of I guess what two or three months now. And I have to say, you was mentioning the the power button issues and stuff. I have to say, not an issue that I've encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, you know there are ways to to use this phone to where you're not physically pressing the home button so yes. much. You know when you go to unlock the phone, it's just a matter of of placing your your index finger, because it's perfectly placed on this phone to, to recognize that, and it, it unlocks very, very quickly. I'd say it takes maybe a quarter of a second, and it's unlocked, and it's ready to go. Yep. And you can turn the screen off by just tapping on the upper part of the screen twice without having to push the power button Correct. to lock it up again. So there are ways to you know, avoid pushing that too much to avoid any kind of physical breakdown issues there. My only thing that, that I've kind of encountered with it, as I do notice, uh, if you ever do get a chance to look at this phone in person, you'll know that it's, uh, they want the quote-unquote like modular phone design like the actual bottom part of the phone and you won't be able to see this because you're listening everybody's listening to this on audio but uh the bottom part separates from from the phone and this little module at the bottom which includes uh uh the, the DAC, which is the digital audio uh output and the battery is plugged directly into that now when you put that up when you actually connect that to the phone it gives you actually a nice satisfying little click there when you do do that but when you look at the main part of the body of the phone and then this bottom part and this isn't just like um, a flaw with a few of these phones it's, it's, it, it seems to be with every single person that has a g5 yeah. you, the the seam is very very visible and it's almost a little bit warped right a little in, bit in there and for what should what was touted to be like a, a premium you know flagship smartphone with a very very visible flaw like that uh, you know the only kind of unfortunate thing for, for me on that one but other than that it's been a very very good phone i have no other complaints otherwise uh battery maybe leaves a little bit to be desired i'd say maybe i get maybe three hours of uh on-screen time throughout the day okay now um, but 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 what are you doing with it at mm-hmm. that time though right like that's that that's a big determining factor and if you just let the phone sit there you should be getting a lot more than just yeah. 3 hours out of it but that's if a, you're constantly using the phone for whether it be Facebook or whether it be um you know Twitter or Instagram right. or Snapchat or yeah. text message you know anything like that obviously it's going to use up more of the yeah. battery right yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at you know on screen usage time I get, I'd say, a good few hours out of it, you know, which, uh, size of battery of that, not too great. Most, uh, big phones and stuff like that now are getting between four, four and a half hours of on-screen usage time. So, a little bit of a downer of the, the battery, it leads a little left to be desired, but, you know, just the way that the phone handles it and uses, I have no issue with. Everything else works great, uh, you know, just despite that one kind of little hardware design flaw, which, I mean, is pretty visible there because <laughs> i mean that you can really see the, the scene there and they didn't really take advantage of that whole friends thing that they were kind of going for and nobody got on board with that which is yeah kind of a bummer but uh uh but yeah so, but yeah i mean for that i mean you were you were talking talking about the power button and all of this different stuff and the not code that you had available on there to be mm-hmm. able to to tap on the screen to yep. bring it to life or, or shut it down um i wonder if that's something that's going to be brought over into the new pixel as mm-hmm. well is a not code feature Mm-hmm. to be able to just simply unlock it that way uh possible the one other feature that um 
could possibly be coming to this too. And this is very, very new technology. I think uh, HTC did it on one of their phones. And uh, what they're uh, going to likely and possibly have is uh, the, the squeeze feature. And I don't know if you've heard with this, but uh, there's actually, uh, you know, I think it's, I believe it's HTC on one of their phones that has this. And there are actually sensors on the side of the phone that you can actually squeeze your phone. And depending on how much pressure you, you, you press, it can... You can assign different things like to bring up notifications or to maybe launch the Google Assistant or uh, or, or, or features like that. So Weird. to actually squeeze the side of the, side of the phone and depending on how hard you squeeze, it'll do certain things like just a soft squeeze might do something or a harder squeeze might do something else. So huh. so they're using uh, that kind of technology. So whether that catches on to this or whether it just ca- catches on in general, uh, interesting that, t- that they would choose to go with this, especially you know, with the Pixel phones using a really, well, just... A, a generic version of uh, of Android that gets there's no skin or thing it has to it it's just pure Android so yeah. with them possibly going with this kind of squeeze kind of feature you know could maybe this could maybe actually become a trend in the big end smartphones so we'll see could be I don't know if I really if I really like that idea of, of a squeeze though because I mean a lot that can go wrong there yeah a lot really can I mean you can set it to you know a, a small squeeze can be something but then if you're trying to you know get get a little bit more and then who knows you know somebody's gonna get really ticked off and just really squeeze their phone and yeah. you know it, not that it should break but it could break if somebody's squeezing too hard. Yeah, absolutely, and just unintentionally uh, squeezing the phone can be a piss off too. Like if you're playing a game or if you're in the middle of doing something and you get ripped out of your app, yeah, you know, weird stuff like that could happen. So, uh, like, you know, we'll see if that um, remains to be seen. If they go with that uh, feature, like I said, that's purely a rumor. Uh, the appearance of this phone, pretty safe bet that that's what's going to look like. Uh, oh yeah, in my opinion. Now with this, what this means for the original Pixel, whether they'll keep it on or just accident in general, or if they'll maybe have it be kind of like what the what Apple does with their iPhones, is they'll the the previous generation will be like at a discounted price. So we'll see. Hopefully, you know, that could uh, be a smart move for them to keep that uh, in the product line there, and and it, it could actually drive a lot of sales. A lot of people, like myself included, who wanted the original Pixel phone and wasn't able to get it at a discounted price now. Uh, could really become a big seller, in my opinion, because I, I think a lot of people want that, you know, just that smooth kind of nothing added on kind of Android experience, especially a lot of people are really into technology like, like us, you know, the, the average kind of person, you know, maybe not quite so much. A lot of people just want a phone that works really well for social media, camera, something with a really good accessible to use camera, you know. Uh, it has all that too so yeah it's going to be very interesting to see kind of the specs that are going to come out on this I'm and really curious and wondering if it's going to uh this time include an sd card slot mm-hmm. or if they're going to continue with the and just the unlimited google drive for your uh for your photos and documents um i wonder how that's actually gone for people um Again, when I was in the industry, I, I heard a lot of people saying, ah, it's cool, but I, I wouldn't use it. I would rather an SD card because they can just pop it out, stick it into their mm-hmm. computer or stick it into somebody's computer at, at uh, you know, somebody else's house and, and stuff like that, right? So a lot of people found it as, as an extra step that mm-hmm. they really didn't want to have to go through. Um, and it's only limited to... Like I said, like like your pictures and uh, documents, mm-hmm. right? Pictures, video, and document. So I mean, like somebody like myself who loves music, I have like thirty-two gigs of music mm-hmm. on an SD card in my phone. 
Yep. To have a phone that only has 32 gig on the phone with no option for any extra for me is, is, is bad. You could see some new kind of uh, technologies coming out, like especially with how robust Bluetooth 5 is now. Maybe some other kind of devices for storing that kind of stuff externally could start coming out, and very well could. We'll see. I mean, uh, when it comes to the Google Photos things, I mean, uh, um, it all depends on really what kind of user you are. And I, I think a lot of people out there now, you know, who carry a small phone around with them all the time, it, when it comes to pictures, it's really a lot of just sharing on social media. True. For, for a lot of people. Now, if you do need to, to access... Uh, you know, your Google Photos from other places. I mean, uh, there, there is a uh, the web version of, of Google Photos. You can access all your stuff, that, all your photos on your computer as well. So are there, there are other avenues to get uh, your your photos kind of to different places, but it does require oh, yeah. a little bit more work. Exactly. And for personal use, yeah, that's amazing. But if I want to show other people, I want to go to their place. I don't want to have to log my Google account onto their computer, right? That's true. Because yeah, I mean it's 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 a privacy thing. I don't want people to you know, I don't want to have to log my stuff in on exactly. somebody else's computer. So if I have an SD card, yep. it's that much easier. So we're, we're right at that kind of in between spot right now. We're you know having the SD cards and all that kind of stuff, and we still don't know if this phone will even have a headphone jacket too. That's another thing that uh, uh, could be a big. Uh, selling point or not selling much for other people but um we're at this kind of in between now of where uh everything's up in the cloud as opposed to having things physically stored somewhere we're right at that in between spot of where you know it's nice to to still have uh, that, that cloud storage but a lot of us still want our stuff physically stored somewhere on whether it be an sd card or an external hard drive or something like that right so so what if what if somebody were to develop a small external hard drive that can be battery run and recharged battery wise mm-hmm. that could use Bluetooth 5.0 there you go. that then can be used to store your music onto and then accessed that way through the phone mm-hmm. and still be able to be played on your um, Bluetooth headphones because Bluetooth 5.0 does allow for two connections. I think we just hit a gold mine, and you're going to have to edit this out. And I think uh, you <laughs> may have described, because considering that uh, they just pushed a, an update uh, to it accidentally, supposedly, you're describing the Google Home almost a little bit there. Almost. Because, yep. uh, you know, they, they actually supposedly, I, I, I don't know the articles anymore because it's, it's been a few weeks since that's come up, but I guess they accidentally pushed some kind of Bluetooth update to the Google Home. I don't know if that uh, includes 5.0. I, I doubt it. You know, they may come up with an updated hardware version of that to include uh, Bluetooth 5.0. Then you'd have something really, really powerful on top of what Google Home already is. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that'd be it's, intriguing. It's hard to tell because I know that the uh, the Samsung Galaxy S8 has Bluetooth 5.0. Mm-hmm. So because Samsung came out with it when they did with their new phone, it could be a huge possibility that... Yep. Uh, they're going to push something through to be able mm-hmm. to allow 5.0 with the Google Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, moving away from the Google stuff uh, briefly here, but uh, I like Google. Yes, they you know they have <laughs> come up with some you know they've really uh, kind of almost taken Apple's kind of uh, stolen their thunder a little bit uh, when it comes to. Uh, 
You know, because watching like the Apple conferences and stuff like that, somebody who's really into tech, all technology, like myself, I would sometimes like call sick from work to stay home and kind of watch this kind of stuff because I'm so into that. They've with IO, they've almost kind of stolen their thunder when it comes to that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I think they have. Now, you know, this kind of ties into this kind of stuff with Apple and uh, Google and everything being so in the the limelight when it comes to this stuff. Now, uh, there has been a casualty as a result of this, and just recently. Uh, Microsoft essentially killing the Windows Phone line. Yes, and uh, this was an article that uh, we're actually looking on the uh, on the Verge's website. Uh, an article reads right at the very top: Windows Phone dies today. And that was posted June ele- or sorry July eleventh, two thousand seventeen. So might as well uh, read through a good portion of the article, or at least the first paragraph, to give you guys a bit of an idea here. So Microsoft is killing off. Windows Phone 8.01 support today. More than three years after the company first introduced the update, the end support marks an end to the Windows Phone era. In the millions of devices still <laughs> running the operating system, uh, while most have accepted that the death of the Windows Phone occurred more than a year ago. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. Um, nearly 80% of all Windows-powered phones are still running Windows Phone 7. So even more so than you know, the Android phone, uh, you have this fragmentation in the operating systems, which is still a bit of an issue when it comes to the Android platform. There's a lot of people that don't have uh, Android uh, M, like Android 6.0, let alone yeah. Android N and the upcoming Android O. So it, Android still is a really fragmented experience. That's something that Apple has uh, uh, really going for them is that uh, almost everybody can adopt and does adopt the new version of iOS every time it comes out. Almost. 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 Right? But uh, it's definitely the percentage is a lot higher on, yeah. on, on that end. So. You're starting to see now, though, like the uh, iPhone 5S and the iPhone 5C and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where, uh, you know, and, and previous, like the iPhone 4 um, and 4S, right, where they're not able to get those newest uh, versions of iOS. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I wouldn't say that, they, that you know, Android is, has kind of fallen behind with that. I think they're almost at the same point that apple is mm-hmm. because apple itself still you know is is a little bit behind in some of their you could almost say that android is kind of uh progressing maybe a little too quickly ahead of their users sometimes sometimes oh yeah, yeah because uh you know once O comes out which is not that far off because uh, i mean the pixel phones you know even the original pixel is probably going to get the new uh uh, thing pushed first to those devices for I think it's I think it's at least three years I think that they uh, they do it for I know at least yeah two two, two uh, yeah you know where they're guaranteed and they'll be the first ones to get the the new version of Android you know um, but uh, yeah with the uh, the Windows Phone I mean um, kind of sad to see I guess uh, I, I don't really know why it wasn't really adopted by you know users and uh, developers and whatnot uh, considering you know. When it comes to computer operating systems, I mean, Windows is, you know, still has the the market share. They're over Apple big time. Those are really, you know, the two main choices. Now, there is Linux and Unix and that kind of stuff. But it's really, that's kind of like a fringe kind of thing. We're only kind of like really, uh, you know, relatively small number of people like to really kind of customize or stuff like yeah. that. But, you know, the, the most people, like even us who are content creators, you know, Windows is still going to be kind of a go-to platform. You know, with the exception of maybe uh, Apple with Final Cut Pro when it comes to editing video, they still dominate that aspect of that. Oh, so, yes. So, I mean, I would almost like to have, you know, the little 
Darth Vader Mac Pro there to, to just kind of edit video on if I could spare $2,500. I know. And that's, yeah, that's a huge <laughs> thing. It is very expensive. Yeah. But I mean, and I love that you use the word content creators. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that, 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 you know, I can be classified and considered into, into part of that, you know, because of, of the technology stuff that we do. And because mm-hmm. of, you know, we're, we're on YouTube as well, right? We've got the, you know, a little YouTube channel going for some unboxing videos that we've done, and we're going to be doing more videos for you guys as well. And that's all part of the whole content creation, right? Mm-hmm. And to be classified and be, to be part of that in this day and age is something pretty amazing so yeah and uh, when it comes to that kind of aspect if, if uh any of you follow me on facebook i just recently put a posting that kind of deals uh, sort of in that uh in that area and uh, you know recently getting a lot of questions from people uh when it comes to getting into like podcasting or what comes into getting to doing youtube and uh you know internet radio or just any kind of broadcasting or anything you know anything like this you know people asking questions you know how do i get into this uh how do i make money at this you know and i just basically stayed in in, in that post and you know, i still believe you know very strongly when it comes to that that i feel that if you need to ask those questions it might not be for you if this is yeah. something that you want to do uh you know people that do this are the ones that just go out and do it if it's you true. if you have to question it I, I feel that you know you've already almost kind of failed in that kind of respect Right, because people that want to do this, they just they go and do it. And, you know, when it comes to the making money aspect, well, you know what? Getting off on a tangent, maybe that's something we can say for a whole other episode, but I don't want to get off on a rant when it comes to that because, you know, when it comes to making money and when it comes to being an independent uh, podcaster slash broadcaster, whatever you want to name it, uh, you need to kind of keep yourself in check. Let's just put it that way. That's the best way I can uh, describe it <laughs> at this moment. So, so yep, essentially, uh, I know we got off on, on a tangent there, but uh, Windows Phone is officially no more. Unless uh, some kind of miracle happens, maybe similar to BlackBerry, because we figured they were uh, pretty well done They said they were done making hardware and came back with a phone just recently that uh, has actually made some noise and has been very uh, positively reviewed by the, uh, the industry. And... Uh, Coming out of nowhere, and in my opinion, the really thing that saved them there was giving up this proprietary, you know, BlackBerry world and everything that they were going for and adopting Android. It was yes. the smartest move that they oh, made. Yeah. If they wouldn't have done that, they would have been they would have been completely done. And uh, this new piece of hardware, you know, still sticking with that um, that physical keyboard and everything, and uh, you know, clearly there's still you know a uh, user base out there for that. And they know it, and they went after it, and it's done. It's done very well. It's not yeah. the best-selling phone out there, but there's definitely enough market out there to justify its existence. Very so good true. for BlackBerry, you know, being a Canadian company, was pulling for them. I was really not expecting them to kind of get out of the the gutter that they were in there, but uh, they managed to uh, to do pretty decently for themselves. Yeah. So, so props to those guys there. Now I want to take a. Uh, brief look here and see if there's anything else that's kind of uh, noteworthy in uh, there in uh, the technology world. Uh, the only other thing you know we talked about the the Pixel phone is soon there's going to be the new uh, iPhone. We yes. talked briefly about it on our, our last Tech Talk episode, but the one thing that they've been really talking about the hardware on that is what's going to happen with the screen and the home button because uh, for the longest longest time iPhones had that physical home button. It was just a regular push button. They ventured away with that with the iPhone 7 and did like a capacitive touch. It was almost like a fake yep. button. Now the word is that uh, that's going to actually be either 
built right into the display itself. Yes. Which is still kind of emerging new technology that hasn't really been fully tested yet. Or, you know, maybe using something else, like maybe using like an iris scanner or something like that instead of a home button. That'd be a big departure from what iPhone's done in the past. It would be huge. I I hope that they don't go with like iris scanner just yet because it's mm-hmm. still something that is very much so um, in development. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take a look at the S8. It's It has iris scan capability on it. It really isn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Right. Is if somebody has a picture of you, we talked about this on another one, they can open up your phone as long as they've got a picture of you. Right. So it's unless they can refine it and get it to a perfect running state. I don't think that it would be a smart move for them to go that way. Yeah, we'll see. Because uh, when, when it comes to home button options, I mean, your options are pretty limited. You can have a, a physical home button down by the chin on the phone. Yep. Which is something that they've always done. You could have software capacitive touch buttons, which is for the majority of Android phones, so with the exception of Samsung for a while and a couple of the companies. Um, you could have that built right into the software. Very, very unlike uh, um, Apple to do that. So that would yeah. be a real shock for them to do that. Or the other option would be to maybe put it on the back of the phone, which again yeah. would be a big departure from what they've done. So if they if they go with the, the full screen display, their only your only choice then would to be to either extend the length of the phone and put a physical chin and have a physical home button again, or you have to build it into the display. So yeah, so we'll see. It's interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, it'll 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 be it'll look really cool and that uh, you know it'll be. Uh, Interesting to see what design choice they decide to go with when it comes to that. So we'll see with that because I mean, it's they've been a little stale with uh with that when it comes to to uh, the iPhone recently. So we'll see what's going on with that. Uh, one other thing that I want to kind of mention before we get to something I don't know that you want to talk about is um, something that uh, I saw earlier today. I was hoping I was going to be able to find it and. Uh, this, Boom! This there ha- it is. This has some kind of implications uh, when it, when uh, with, with this whole thing, some neat stuff, and then some major privacy concerns mm-hmm. with this. And uh, I'll just—it uh, looks like it's something that's exclusive to the iPhone, from what I can see. And this device—it's uh, actually a piece of hardware that actually plugs into the uh, uh, the Lightning connector. That's uh, uh, Apple's proprietary thing. Uh, their connector, their the phone, charge which, connector. Which we'll see. You know that might change with the iPhone eight if mm. they choose to adopt uh, USB C, which I really think that they should. It would just purely work to their advantage. Yeah. Um, it's a, essentially a little piece of hardware that uh, lets you record phone calls on your iPhone. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Now, interesting and controversial <laughs> at the yeah. very, very least. Um, for the average kind of person out there, I don't really know why you would want to have this, to be perfectly honest with you. For the average person, don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know at all. I mean, if you're a business person, awesome. If you're somebody who's getting, uh, you know, uh, harassing telephone calls or, you know, continuous scammer calls or anything like that, I mean, then great. You're going to have that to be able to, uh, you know, bring to the police and go, here you go. This is the information that I have for you. This is all the info I could get from them. Um, but for the average everyday person, I don't need to record my phone calls. In fact, I hate even talking on the phone at times. Mm-hmm. I was in the call center business for years, and I hate talking on the phone. I would rather text somebody because then I have a record of it that way, right? And it's it's a norm with phones, with cell, cellular devices that, you know, 
you know that it's recorded because it's a text message, right? Yeah. So there's no implications from it Mm -hmm. in that sense. But for the average everyday person, I don't know what they would use this device for. If you guys have any idea as to kind of what that would be used for, hit us up on Facebook and let us know. Yeah, let us know because I'd be curious to see if maybe we're just not seeing something there. Yeah. You guys can think of a practical uh, purpose out there for the average person. Um, Something else that's kind of... uh, Going a couple years back, it it was kind of something that was big in the news. It kind of started to go away and then kind of coming back in. We'll just kind of touch briefly on this. And this is uh, the topic of net neutrality. And basically what that means is uh, the idea of keeping the internet open and free and you know, basically ungoverned. Now, you know, there's a lot of, you know, FCC and a lot of other agencies around the world to control like media and whatnot, uh, looking to really kind of censor and kind of control what's done and, and what uh, users yeah. see and experience on the web. Um, this, I mean, this would be a big change, you know, and this is something that would directly affect, you know, people like us, uh, content creators especially, and uh, just uh, end users, of course. I mean, uh, even recently, people over in Europe, when it comes to doing Google searches, getting skewed and blocked result, uh, search results sometimes. So we're already seeing it starting to creep in there a little bit, and it is a little troublesome now. When it comes to the idea of the Internet being open and free and kind of ungoverned, are you okay with your opinion? Do you want it to keep going that way, or would you like to see it maybe regulated to a certain extent or just fully unregulated like TV and radio is? There should be, I mean, obviously some regulations that, that are put into place, right? Um, but I mean, that's that's essentially what the FCC is there for. The FCC mm-hmm. is there to kind of filter out and, and try as best they can to filter out like that that child pornography. That's and, the big one. <laughs> you know, it, it, exactly, right? Uh, you know, the slavery, uh, women's uh, trade, women trade and slavery and, you know, these types of sites that are out there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's always going to be something like the dark web that's going to be there that, you know, if you're knowledgeable enough to access it, you can get to it. Right. Um, but there should be some sort of governing when it comes to that. And like I said, that's essentially what the FCC is there to do, which I think they've done an okay job. Um, I mean, there's still lots that kind of gets through and it's hard to really regulate something like that. So in this situation, really it's either gotta be, there's nothing Mm-hmm. Or there's everything, right? So I mean, it's 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 hard to kind of regulate everything. So it's either everything has to be, yeah, right, or it's big, just all open. That's where the debate, real debate, comes in: is what what should be uh, controlled and censored, and what shouldn't be, right? And you know, I'm all for you know, and people who really push this idea of net neutrality are really really all for it. You know, the big thing is you know with them, you know, using the you know we have our the freedom of speech say whatever we want i agree with that to a certain extent i mean yeah. you know this is where you know with uh you would hope and think that you know those people that you know the common sense would kind of kick in and that uh, you know certain things you know like the child pornography like the uh you know there used to be websites i don't know if it's still in existence like gore gallery stuff like show people being beheaded and this kind of stuff you know to a certain extent uh, you know at the very least you know control whole control who can access this kind of stuff yeah, and I think that a company that's in a, in a really good position to maybe kind of spearhead this and maybe do it properly would be our good friends at Google. Yeah, just because you know of the the power and the the AI and everything, and then just the, the sheer computing power and money and resources that they have. 
you know, even with the, their little Google Wi-Fi device, they've already kind of ventured into that uh, realm a little bit with, uh, you know, being able to control, you know, at certain times, you know, who has Wi-Fi access and whatnot. You know, if your kids are using the internet too much, you can say, hey, let's turn the Wi-Fi off. Let's come and sit down and have dinner yep. without using the, the phones and that kind of stuff, right? So they're already kind of venturing into that realm a little bit. And um, so, yeah, I mean... Uh, like I said, uh, I think it, you know, for certain things, it, there should definitely be some regulation there. And, uh, and like I said, now it's just where a little bit of the common sense thing kind of comes in. You know, for the longest time, Apple, when it came to their apps and stuff like that, they were very, you know, borderline anal when it came to that kind of stuff. You know, they would really, you know, let uh, apps get out there that would defame or make fun of anybody. Yep. Because you know, for the longest time, just in this, had a lot to do with Steve, was that uh, he just didn't feel that uh, you know, there should be negative stuff getting out there, stuff making fun of people. You know, so like political cartoons were a big victim of that. They didn't allow any of that on their stuff and and not. But then, so then they they want they decided to change that a little bit. But uh, yeah, I just think that. Uh, there's some stuff that should be regulated and some stuff that, that should be kept fine. It's a tough debate there because everybody's going to have a bit of a different viewpoint on that. So yeah, it very much so is. It's going to be an ongoing issue for a while. It is. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, this is, you're looking already what, like four or five, six years, like all of this stuff has really been, been kind of talked about and going on. And still we have no type of resolution to any of this and it's still in a huge ongoing debate. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to be able to regulate things, but then in the same token, you kind of do need some regulations. Mm-hmm. There's been some big uh, players, you know, voicing their opinion, like CEO of Netflix has been a, a big uh, voice when it comes to this kind of stuff. You know, he uh, is uh, very opinionated when it comes to that. So yeah, interesting to see uh, as uh, excuse me as time goes by to see uh, how that whole thing works out you know I, i'd hate to see it get regulated to the point of, of television especially regular yeah. cable tv it's so uh my opinion overly censored and but at that times it feels like it's not like it's uh, there's there's some shows that, that kind of sneak in there that uh you know just put some bad uh you know things out there that uh, i just don't agree with you know, almost, maybe not like soap operas but there's some shows that you know show like borderline like you know like murders and Stuff like that, you know, that's it's toned down to a certain extent, but not maybe not quite enough, and so it, it's a touchy area for for a lot of people. Yeah, it definitely, so, it is. So we'll see as time goes by if there's any kind of major updates when it comes to that. We'll <laughs> definitely be talking about it. Oh yeah. So yeah, the only thing that I want to kind of briefly mention is that um, recently uh, there's been some. If you're uh, if you're a gamer, that uh, if you're an Xbox. Uh, one gamer i would definitely uh, suggest uh if you haven't already you know you almost kind of have to when it comes to the xbox one and that's the xbox live gold mm-hmm. that yes. um it is it really is a worthwhile uh investment i think for a lot of xbox gamers if you if you really break it down it you know yeah you get to play the online games and stuff like that now to me that's not the really cool main feature of that it's the Essentially, well, no, technically it's not free. You're, you're paying the the uh, fifty. I believe it's moving up to sixty dollars a year now. But you're getting when you do the math when it comes to the free games that uh, you get like the Xbox One and the backwards compatible three sixty games. You're getting roughly worth seven hundred dollars worth of 
of games every single year. Yeah. So if you're an Xbox One gamer, it's something I would definitely recommend. Because my library of games just kind of grows month to month without me really doing anything extra other than downloading the stuff. And you know, coming up very soon, every single Xbox 360 game is going to be backwards compatible. Yes. On that, and that includes you know with the uh, the recently uh, released uh, new Xbox, the uh, what was the, the Project Scorpio, the uh, Xbox One S X. Yes. Called so that that thing's got some serious power on it. I think oh, yeah. next time that uh, we do an episode, I'll kind of go through the tech specs on that because that's um, pretty impressive. Definitely it is. And another gaming thing that I want to kind of mention uh, before we get to what you you want to talk about to kind of wrap things up here is uh, Nintendo making a a cool thing that, um, you know, especially with us being wrestling fans. Yep. They are bringing the new WWE 2K18 game to the Nintendo Switch. That's a a big deal, in my personal opinion. It might not seem to, maybe to most people out there, but uh, to have a big (laughs) third-party game like that on that console is huge for them. It, it definitely it'll is. be a start uh, of a trend there for them because it was a big, big issue with uh, the Wii U is that they couldn't get the big third-party games on board with it. So to see that happening on this console, great. Yep, they're right. kind of going back to uh, to how kind of things were before because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we have a Nintendo Wii. Um, I know with the Nintendo Wii, we had, you know, or still have a couple of, uh, you know, WWE games for it, mm-hmm. right? And now being able to go onto the Nintendo Switch and be able to have those games come back mm-hmm. for a lot of people i think it might have them kind of go "Ooh, maybe i need to get a nintendo again mm-hmm. right net we'll see if like rockstar games if uh, maybe with the new red dead redemption game if maybe they can get those kind of games on there yeah and you'll see sales of that console really go up there and, and put nintendo back into uh up, up into the spot where, where they really should be because uh, you know it, it's they've been a mainstay in the industry and it'd be a shame to see them go away because uh you know we mentioned before that uh it, it almost their name is almost still kind of almost kind of used to describe video games in general, sometimes by the older generation and yep. whatnot. So um, definitely don't want to see Nintendo die out there because it's good to have strong competition rating because right now it mainly is Sony and Microsoft going. So to have a, a third uh, disruptor in there would uh, really be interesting again. So. Oh, yeah, it would be. And it, it just and it just means more innovation and them challenging each other and, and just gamers are the ones that benefit from it. So Definitely. Now... I know there's something that you want to talk about, uh, and uh, it does fit into the technology realm that it, yeah. it is revolving the world of vaping, which uh, I'm starting to get into a little bit because I've actually, uh, since April 15th, I believe this is the day, I've been smoke-free, and uh, the vape has definitely been a lifesaver during that time period. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, definitely for myself as well, um, I have quit cigarettes uh, mm-hmm. off of just using the vape machines. Um, and I, I didn't think that you were going to get through that, to be perfectly honest with you, because really? you and I have smoked for the better part of 20 years. Yeah, I, I mean, so, I'm 35. Yeah. I smoked since I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I tried everything. I tried the patch. I tried the gum. Yep. I tried uh, the inhaler. I tried the, the little Nicorette stick, whatever oh, thing. God, yeah. the, uh, I tried the Champix, like yeah. the, the medication from my doctor. Tries like the little thing that almost looked like a little nose inhaler too. Yeah. Like little, little, yeah. Yep. I tried one of those too. That didn't work. No. And it, it none of it worked for me either, yeah. but finally I decided, you know what, I'm going to do vaping and it's, it's worked for me. Um, and it is not perfect. Which no. I think is definitely what you want to one of the things you want to get at. No, it it definitely is not. For those that want to get into vaping, um, don't ask me. <laughs> um, because I am still myself trying to 
really learn things and kind of get through it all and understand better for myself. Yep. Now, I had bought myself a, uh, uh, I'll give you a, a quick breakdown. So with a vape, you've got a battery that powers the, the, the device. The device piece itself is called a mod. Mm -hmm. On top of the mod, you've got what's called a tank. Inside the tank, you have a coil that has copper, wire, and cotton. Then you put some liquid into there. You hit the, the, the fire button on the mod, which heats the coil inside the tank and produces the vapor from the juice that's in there. So now there are different types of mods that are out there. There are different tanks that are out there. There's different coils. There's a whole bunch of different everything for it. Yep. So one of the tanks that I had... Um, I wasn't getting a lot of flavor out of it. And I'm not one of those people really in in this realm. There's two types of vapors. There's the cloud chasers mm -hmm. and there's the flavor chasers. Um, yep. I put myself into the flavor chaser because I like to have that taste. Mm -hmm. And I mean, whether it's a watermelon or a strawberry or uh, a bubble gum or a coffee or anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a world of different tastes that are out there for it. Um, but you really got to know. And uh, unfortunately, I went to a store here in the, in, in the Sioux. Yeah. And I'm not going to mention which one because I don't want to get into any of that. But I'm just going to say that, that I went to a store and I bought a new tank. Yep. Because my original tank that I had didn't have a lot of flavor to it. Mm -hmm. Now, the mod that I have is a single battery mod. The tank that I that I was given after explaining to the to the... Uh, representative what I had what I was looking for and what I wanted to do he gave me a tank that the coil itself needs to run at about anywhere from 50 to 70 watts Okay. now my mod only goes up to 75 watt max so now when I'm, I'm vaping my battery is depleting at such a high rate because I have to use this thing on its max power or near its max mm. power that it's it unfortunately has become a really, really unfortunate and bad experience for me when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not necessarily that either of those elements are, are faulty or, or bad by themselves. It's just the combination of the, the two hasn't worked out. That's right. And I mean, like, I'll, I'll, I'll let everybody know I have the Inakin I Taste Hunter for my mod yeah. it's a single battery mod it only goes up to 75 watts mm -hmm. the tank that i got is called the aspire cleto exo mm -hmm. now there's a couple different coils that you can have in there the yeah. ones that i was given saying that this will work for you were the 0.2 ohm coils mm -hmm. now it needs to run between 55 and 70 watt so, again, like I said, I'm really running through the battery life on this yeah. thing super quick. Unfortunately, this now means that I'm going to have to either look for a different tank that's going to have a lower, or I'm going to have to go with a new mod, which will include a dual battery. Yeah, that's and what I'm thinking of. Normally, those, you're looking anywhere between 120 to 220 watt mm -hmm. uh, with a dual battery mod. Yeah. So... Um, 
I'm kind of leaning more towards the way of going to a dual battery mod because I really enjoy this tank. It's I very much so. Aspire is uh, one of the the big one of the main names in the business, and they, you know, mine uh, has is uh, the same brand for the tank. So and they they make a really good product. I think uh, just a better uh, mod or the uh, the battery part at the bottom is uh, probably the way to to go there. And I think you you have a really good killer combination. Though. I definitely would. If I could get myself a, a 120 to a 220 watt mod, I would then be all set and good to go. Now, I am still using it. When you do do vaping, you can have it with, um, you know, some some amount of nicotine. Uh, mine has a six milligram amount of nicotine. It can drop down to three and then it can drop down to zero. Zero, yeah. Um, and it can go up as high as, as 24, I believe. Yeah. Um, depending on your personal preference there. Yeah. So you have some freedom of choice there. And it's, it's really depending on, on how you smoked. Mm-hmm. So somebody who's smoking two to three packs a day, you want to start you're looking more like a 24 to 18 milligram. Yeah. You know? Um, but again, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a professional when it comes to this. I'm just mm-hmm. a moderate guy who is mm-hmm. vaping and used it to quit smoking. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really my only big beef right now is that, you know, this person that had sold it to me really should have known, um, considering he's the one that was supposed to be the knowledgeable one in selling it. Mm -hmm. And he really should have, have educated me, um, on it because I didn't know, Mm -hmm. right. Um, being somebody who just came into the store and said, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, really, he should have been the one to to say, hey, you know what? I do have something that'll work for you, but you may need to look at changing your mod afterwards. Yeah. Or I have this one here that'll do the same thing as this big one. Takes a little bit less. Or he should have even explained it. Just explain to me that, hey, if you take this, you're going to be running through your battery super quick. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, that's that's really my only beef. And that's kind of just what I wanted to get off of my chest is just that this person that I went to see really, I, I think, should have uh, been knowledgeable enough to say, hey, uh, and I gave him all the info. I said it's a 75 watt max mod. So, yeah. But on the flip side of that, yes, I understand. I should have done my own research on it. I, I 100% I really should have. But still, I never still thought about technology. it. It's still, it's still a pretty new thing. It is. Right? It, so, and, and it's something that uh, I'm hoping is going to, you know, again, improve maybe uh, big companies. Like, who knows? Maybe Samsung, maybe Apple. So, could get into this business, you know? And uh, a big thing, because I know, like, the big tobacco companies like Philip Morris and stuff, uh, that they're, they're really scared of this of this trend because it's going to kill the, off their business, right? You know, before they get a chance to kill off their customers. I said true. That. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it's uh, true, and it, it, it is essentially true, and, and it's something that I'm glad that that's starting to catch on, and I just hope that uh, it'll continue to do so, and that people will become more educated about it as well. Because I know there's still some smokers out there that uh, you know are turned off by the initial cost and everything like that. Um, you know, if, when it comes to that, I mean, that's just a little bit of short sightedness. I think you know, so because you have to think the bigger picture, right? So. So interesting to see how, how that comes about. And if, if changes comes about like that too, I mean, for sure we'll be talking about it. And uh, one quick thing before we do go here, uh, before we get to play in or, or in uh, tune here, is uh, back on the Xbox One, uh, I forgot to kind of mention this and, and scrolling through while you were uh, talking about uh, vaping, I yeah. came across this. And I think I think this is very uh, very cool as well uh, to do with uh, the Xbox again. And it is uh, the ability um, that they're going to add soon to be able to gift games 
to uh, to other users. And essentially, what this means, uh, and it's going to make something uh, very cool, especially for people that uh, you know want to play the same games together, and especially for the the streaming community and whatnot. Uh, you're going to be able to uh, purchase uh, an initial copy of the game, and then um, be able to gift additional copies at a discounted rate to other people. Nice. So you can, you know, uh, buy, say, you'll be able to basically buy games in bulk, essentially. And yep. you get the other subsequent copies at a bit of a discounted price. So very cool. Uh, something cool similar idea. that uh, that Steam has been uh, has implemented for a very, uh, long time and uh, has worked out very well for them. So not a surprise to see that uh, they would eventually adopt that uh, on the Xbox One. So something that's very cool. And, uh, well, it's maybe not quite the same as uh, sharing games, but uh, kind of similar idea. Because, um, you know, when this console originally came out, you know, they had said that, you know, I could be able to take your copy and then bring it over to somebody else's console and play it, right? Yeah. So, interesting that they've done a complete twist on this and to offer this kind of feature eventually at some point, I think is very, very cool and uh, positions them as, a, as I think, um, you know, a good spot there against uh, Sony with the PlayStation 4. So. Very much so. Because, uh, you know, coming out, you know, the people, they were accusing the Xbox of not being game oriented enough and you know they've definitely done enough in 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 uh, the last couple of years to really uh change that so you know adding full-on xbox 360 comp- uh, compatibility and this good stuff there very good stuff so all right well i guess uh if there's uh, nothing else that you have on the top of your head uh, i think we'll end off with some music here like we usually do Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, and this is uh, maybe a bit of an obscure tune, but uh, I kind of uh, heard the song uh, recently, and uh, I strangely enough, it was actually while we were at uh, a local restaurant here in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, which we've actually been to recently, uh, uh, Wacky's, or formerly known as Wacky Wings over up on Great Northern Road. Yep. Uh, they have a, might as well mention this too, they have the ability to, uh, uh, through an app, for you to actually be able to choose uh, the music up to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, while you're uh, at the restaurant, uh, you can pick up the two songs while you're while you're there uh, to get played. And uh, depending on where you're sitting in the restaurant, you can actually see the video of the, those certain songs playing as well. So some cool stuff there. Now it's still a bit limited because there's uh, you know obviously you can't pick uh, you know like uh, f the police by a guy's tea or something and uh, anything like that. <laughs> but uh, you know they, they they control the library of songs there a little bit. But uh, this was a song that I actually uh, picked while I was there last time and uh, enjoyed this one. It was uh, one of those songs that um, I heard and it was just like immediately it gets one of those moments where you're like oh I remember hearing that song it was good, right? So um, and this is uh, definitely fits into that category. So. Uh, here we go with Unwritten Law, See in Red, and we'll see you guys next time. Ciao. Don't think you'll have to see my face again. Don't have much time for sympathy. Cause it never happened to me. You feel it now. I think you bit off my.
No, 